Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Waco History Podcast is sponsored by Brotherwell Brewing on Historic Bridge Street in Waco. Welcome to the Waco History Podcast. We're going to air for you over the next few months a special series of Waco History Living Stories. Uh, these were segments that were originally aired on KWBU here in Waco. Uh, they were produced by the Institute for Oral History editor, Michelle Holland, and narrated by two fabulous narrators, uh, Louis Mazze and Kim Patterson. And so these highlight oral histories from the collection of the Institute for Oral History at Baylor University, which I direct, which has been around since 1970 and has over a thousand interviews related to Waco and McLennan County history. And we're happy to highlight those here. This Living Stories vignette goes deeper into oral histories of Madison Cooper, who we cover our, on our Saronia, Texas podcast. But here we learn a little bit more about Cooper, the individual. Then the night came alive. This is Living Stories, featuring voices from the collections of the Baylor University Institute for Oral History. I'm Kim Patterson. Madison Cooper is a legendary figure in Waco. He put the city in the national spotlight in 1952 when his novel Saronia landed on the New York Times bestseller list and was known about town as an eccentric bachelor. But Cooper's greatest contribution to Waco was his philanthropic spirit. From sponsoring civic programs to establishing the Cooper Foundation in 1943 for the purpose of bettering Waco. Martha Lacey Howe, great-niece of Madison Cooper, visited as a child the Cooper home on Austin Avenue, now home of the Cooper Foundation. She recalls the housekeeper. Bertha was there after Mrs. Cooper passed away. Madison asked Bertha if she would stay and do laundry and serve him meals. And she was thrilled to do that. She lived in the garage, up at the top of the garage. And she was a wonderful cook and a lovely person. And she would call my mom. We lived on the other side of the lake. She said, next time you come in town, come to the house and I've made some cookies and are one time a big cake. I mean, you just don't forget things like this. And we would go in that portugachere on the side of the house and up those steps. And the, uh, the kitchen was always smelled good and it was nice and warm. Howe recounts a comical story about her great uncle and Citizens National Bank. He would walk down Austin Avenue every day and he wore kind of shabby clothes a lot. He worked at that. <laughs> he knew how to look nice. My grandmother would tell me all this. And uh, he would walk down to the bank and go in where Mildred Rast, my, my grandfather and my father's secretary, we called her Pud. She was quite famous. But he would go down there and go through her trash and use her used carbon paper 
take it home. And he wrote Seronia up in the top parts of the Cooper home and wrote short stories before that, but I don't think they sold very good. But on used carbon paper, I mean, I think he could have probably bought a small package at the dime store, don't you think? But he uh, used uh, Mildred Rest uh, used carbon paper that she had already thrown away. <laughs> but he kind of worked at that uh, that aura that he he worked at it. He liked it. Cooper never wanted a fuss made about his philanthropy, as Howe describes. He had a reputation of being very tight-fisted, but I believe he was far more generous, even with his family, than he wanted anybody else to know. Mm-hmm. He gave a lot to Waco, but he gave a lot anonymously. He gave to the community chest, and they thought, well, my goodness, Madison is giving some money to us. Maybe he's interested, and they asked him to be on the board, and he never gave him another nickel. <laughs> so he would give it all anonymously. Madison Cooper died at 62 in 1956 and left his entire estate of nearly $3 million to the Cooper Foundation. Using the income from this bequeathal, the foundation has been able to award more than $20 million in grants over the years to various Waco projects. Living Stories is funded in part by a Cooper Foundation grant to the Institute for Oral History. For more information about this program or the Institute for Oral History, visit us online at baylor.edu slash livingstories. Thanks for listening to the Waco History Podcast. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes so we can reach more listeners. You can find show notes and info on every episode at wacohistorypodcast.com and more info on Waco's past at wacohistory.org. Our theme music, used with permission, is Cross the Brazos at Waco, performed by the late Billy Walker. For more info on Billy's music, go to billywalker.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.